Patience is the key. I like that hook. Brandy is like everything. That's right? her new song, right? No, that's an old one. Is it? No, that's new. No, that's a new that's song. That's a new one. From this year. No, because... It's new. Oh, yeah, it is. What another one I'm thinking of, the Baby Mama drama episode we did? Okay. This goes out to all my baby mom. Oh, yeah. So, oh, that's a different okay, song. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I'm not brand new. Age, age. But how, <laughs> how you doing? What, what's up, guys? What's everybody? Hey, Perfectly hi. Incomplete Podcast is in the building. Say hi, everybody. Hey. Hey, hey how you doing? Thank y'all for joining us. I'm Imogene. Y'all know me. I host. I've got Trema. Trema. This is the host with the most. And we got a special guest. We've got a Miss Terry Giddens, who happens to be Trema's mama. Say what's up, ladies. Hello. Isn't she beautiful? Hi, everybody. So today is like a really special episode. Today is, um, first of all, thank y'all for being here. And because, you know, y'all that are here, appreciate you for having me. Y'all roll with us. And and I really appreciate that, right? So today's conversation is we're going to take the perfectly incomplete podcast to a whole nother level where it needs to be Mm. about real raw issues we try to do trendy stuff but today we're going to get into something like really the heart of the Mm -hmm. matter so um and uh thanks to miss terry terry because uh she just to say how we got here we did a photo shoot like two weeks ago Mm -hmm. and terry came on scene and she was really engaging in real life stuff and some stuff was going on and she came down in the studio and we were talking. So she shared some things, but I kind of felt that I felt that. And she said a few things and we said, Oh yeah, we got to talk about that. So I'm really appreciate you. And we're going to like unfold this. But before we get into this show, let's, um, last time we left, I was like, Oh, I can't do it with the Breonna Taylor thing. Yeah, Mm -hmm. And there's a lot it's. And for me, what, what I say I have to do, and I've had, because it's been a stressful week and I've been really overwhelmed. People, places, and things, by far, people have been the most challenging, right? Yeah. And so I've been trying to maintain my mental health and stability. Mm-hmm. So for me, with Brianna and everything else that's going on, we can get so engaged that yeah. we're just frazzled. I'm trying to stay in the place where I'm grounded in my faith. And I got to mm-hmm. be there because if I don't, I'm all over the place. So, right. you know, what I will say with Brianna Taylor you know, needless to say, th- there's process and content issues. Lies, lies, lies. No indictment for her mur- murder, but you indict for the neighbor. So all of that right. kind of stuff. I'm just going to say, I'm just believing that in the end, justice will be served. And I'm just going to leave it like that. It's a lot of people mm-hmm. doing everything they can do. To yeah. make, they're, they're trying to co- corroborate their lies. And they're doing this. So many inconsistencies at the end of the day to keep myself peaceful and healthy. I'm just believing for justice. Right, I agree. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, it's hard. It's difficult to, like, watching everything in the news, what you don't know, what's lies, what's social media lies. It's just a lot to take in. And then just it being not fair and not the justice that she deserved as a human being. Right. It's just very hurt. It's very hurtful and just touches you because that could be anybody. That could have been me. That could have been Mm -hmm. anybody, Mm -hmm. any one of my friends, anyone that I know who's a working mother. Yeah. You know, it's very, it was very hurtful that it's just that she didn't get the justice that she deserved. She didn't, but I believe it's going to come. And and I, and I want to say, um, I don't know if you all watched the uh, vice presidential debate last week, Mm -hmm. but I watched it and Breonna Taylor came up and I'm not going to get into the political rigmarole because that's what it is. Mm -hmm. But I will say as far as um, Breonna, when the question was asked by the moderator to the vice president, that if he felt that justice was being served in the Breonna Taylor case. And he said, I trust the justice system. And that for me, it just hurt it. It really hurt it because I'm pretty sure he's aware of it, but just looking at this man, he wasn't moved by it. And he went on to focus on riots and all of that. All of this is just to say, it just bothered me. And his behavior and his response just reaffirmed that from his perspective, black lives do not matter. And that really bothered me a lot. And yeah. I'm like, okay, you know, this is at least we know where you're coming from. But Kamala Harris, I just want to say I am so moved and I have so much admiration for her. Yeah. Because she debunked 
the stereotype of the angry black woman. Mm -hmm. She handled herself very gracefully. She was assertive. She didn't feed into it. She was very dignified. And in my opinion, she made him, she didn't make him look stupid. He did it himself. Yeah. You know, and she did a very good job. And I could just feel her compassion with Brianna. I could see mm -hmm. her pain. Mm -hmm. And I just really appreciate her so much. So, yeah. I, you know, I'll leave it at that. As far as these other leaders or other people who have hate or that don't see us, I got to keep myself at the end of the day, God is in control. And right. that's where I got to stay. You exactly. Know? She definitely, yeah. uh, she definitely outclassed him. Like she had every reason to. Um, She's just a classy to, lady. Yeah. To yeah. be, to be upset and agitated, you know, and irritated. He, he kept cutting her off. But, you know, when they raised the issue about Breonna Taylor, um, he said all that needed to be said to me. I mean, he made him himself very clear, and I'm he realizing made it very clear. I'm realizing that there are two two types of people. There are people who uh, agree with injustice and inequality, and then there are also people who just really don't believe that ex it, it exists. Like mm -hmm. when he made the statement, "Hey, for you and Joe Biden to suggest that there's uh, systemic racism, that's an insult." And when he made that comment to me, I just I couldn't do nothing but shake my head. I was just like, "Wow." Yeah. yeah, you know, oh, I'm sorry. No, um, I was seeing something on Facebook where um, uh, Megan, uh, Prince Henry, and his wife Megan, mm -hmm. someone posed a question to him about the Brianna case, and he said very clearly he wasn't aware of the systemic racism in the world. He didn't even know it existed. Yeah, because he's privileged. Right. But what he did say very clearly sent a message on Facebook. He said, this land, meaning the United States, because they live in California, I believe, um, was made for white people and the laws were made for white people. Mm -hmm. So to bring that full circle, that's why they don't know how to give us justice because we were never included in the system when they did put the rules and regulations together, we weren't even a thought. Mm. So when we come before them, they don't know what to do with us. They don't know how to show us the same justice that they do their own kind. And I agree. And that goes back, and we all know that goes back to slavery, mm -hmm. whereas black people were an economic means to an end. Right. right. And to say, Alex, to respond to you when you say, you, when Mr. Pence made his statement and that he doesn't have a clue. And that's where the compassion has to go out. Even mm -hmm. though there's racism and there's hatred, there is a group of people that are of non-color that really are ignorant. They don't see it. Right. And you mm -hmm. have to give them compassion. Mm -hmm. And depending on what cohort, their age, right. if you're 80 and 90 years old, you probably grew up in a generation where it was still like it was, you know, with color people and black and, you know, or right. you lived mm -hmm. in a town where there were no black people. Right. And you got to realize when you're born into privilege, this has been the status quo all the time. You won't see it. For them, they get a pass. But then there are others when you articulate it and explain. Like I was in an online conference for the last three days yeah. uh, with the Alliance for Nonprofit Management. They try to build capacity for nonprofits to mm -hmm. help them through these changing times. And although they meant well, and I was glad to be there, I learned, I got so much insight. There were a lot of people, advocates of non-color. They, they, they really didn't have a clue just the things they were talking about. It was so traumatic for me, even though they wanted to help. The mm -hmm. language, like one lady made a statement when we were saying about partnerships and mm -hmm. how do you try to get the, the funders and the board of directors to see this or to say this. And one young lady made this statement. She said, well, I feel like white people you need a white person to do it because white people listen to white people and white people don't listen to black people. And although she was very true, I, that was true. I didn't get offended. I just pointed out to her. I said, this is traumatic. Even though this is a conference, when mm -hmm. you make statements like this, it just reaffirms the position of African-Americans. Right. And so some people don't get it. Some people do get it. And that's why I say all we can do. A lot of people are fighting for a big move. Yeah. We have to work on ourselves on an individual level. Earth. And that's kind of where I am. Day so, by day. Yeah. yeah. So shouts out to K Kamala Harris and um, just my, my faith. I got to ride out my faith as far as, yeah, we live in a crazy world with a lot of stuff going on. Mm -hmm. But we got to stay grounded if we're going to survive because mental health 
is like a lot. We want to stay well. And speaking yes. of which, it's Emotional Wellness Month. So that's what we need to focus on. <laughs> yes. 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 But with yes. that, I want to shift the conversation over to Terry because she has some rich things. She wants to talk about it. And, and I think now is the time to get right into it. So <sighs> you got it, mama. All right. I'm on the floor here. You got it. <laughs> you got it, girl. You got it. Where do you begin? I, I think that for decades, African-American people have held the flag up to say, we were impacted in our bodies, but you couldn't take my mind. And anytime we would even question the mentality of a family member or, you know, someone that we work with that was African-American, oh, he's just crazy. That's just the way she is. No, there's issues that we need to address. We need to be healthy. We need to face the issues, forgive the issues, and then forget the issue. Okay. But so everybody, and I'm following you because I kind of know where you're going, but right. just to include everybody because people mm -hmm. listening may not know what you're talking about. Okay. So can you set the, the backdrop of what are the issues? What is it like you're saying? I think I hear you saying when we're calling each other crazy, we, there's a lot go that's gone on behind the scene with us that because there's a reason for everybody's right, behavior. Right. So you could just fill we, it in. Right. Well, I think as a people, we have a tendency not to want to deal with our mental health. Mm. Bottom line, we have covered up and and made excuses for our behaviors far too long. It stems from slavery days. It is with us in 2020. We need to be able to say, yes, we have issues. Yes, we need help. We need to reach out. That's what this podcast is about, bringing to the forefront the issues that we want to keep behind closed doors. Mm. If we continue to do that, we will never heal. We will always be in a post-slavery situation with family, education, mm. behaviors, you know, how we respect one another. That's deep. That's huge right there. Yeah. 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 That's a big deal. Yeah. How men and women relate to one another. You know, there's, it's, as a person who has done black history through the years, I've weeded through books and saw pictures and we did what we had to do to survive the horrendous lives we had. And then when we were freed, we continued to do what we had to do. And a lot of the roles were shifted. A lot of the things that we did while we were enslaved, we carried on because that we didn't have any other examples. Right. Well, we have examples now. And, yes, we and do. I, and I'm following you. Yes, I'm, we I'm do. Just, I'm, you know, I'm yes, just, we do. I'm trying to chill because I'm trying to get the nuggets and see mm -hmm. where it's going. Yes. Yeah. Yes, we do. But we have to be honest with ourselves. There's an old saying to buy thine own self be true. If we as a people don't start admitting that, yes, I have some issues and I need help. I can't drink it away. I can't drug it away. I can't beat up people away. Right. Mm -hmm. We need help. We've come a long way. We're a strong, resilient people. So let's get into the we need help part. Yeah. I mean, what's your take on it? I want to hear your response, your perspective to what she's saying. Well, my perspective is that being a daughter of an African-American mother, that certain things that you held a standard to has caused pain to me because Oof. there's things that um, that I wasn't allowed to do because I'm black or because I'm a female or because of this. But then I have my brothers that get to do, oh, he can go hang out with this person and he can go here and he can go there. But I can't because I have to stay in the house. I have to be here. I have to be. And that it changes a, a, a woman, a female a girl. It changes you when you keep them so closed in because they want to explore and do the things. But you try to keep them in that space because of what you've learned from your own mother daughter relationships. 
that's deep. And mm-hmm. can I just jump in here? I'm just yeah, filling in the dots. Mm-hmm. And I hear what you're saying. And I hear what Terry's saying. A lot of our mental issues are coming from history yeah. and, you know, the effects of oppression and, and prejudice and discrimination. Mm-hmm. We already know that it alters our DNA. Yeah. And, and to connect what you're saying, women are the gateway to life. We give birth. Yeah. And so the most important, and I've been doing a lot of reading and reading studies and just stuff we know, but to just see it from the scholars, because it seems like we can know stuff from experience, but mm-hmm. sometimes people don't validate it because we're not a scholar. And then everything they've been doing, watching our behaviors, and then they write these papers and they get rich off of stuff we already mm-hmm. knew. Right. But mm-hmm. All of this is to say, the most important relationship is between a mother and a daughter. Mm-hmm. And that dynamic sets the stage for how a daughter will relate to other people, right. her kids, her daughter. Right. And in the case of African-American, it is some unique dynamic. So I wanted to just set the stage mm-hmm. for what Terry is saying and for what you're saying, Trema, because she's mm-hmm. saying the big picture and you're saying you're breaking it down uh, specifically. And so, well, you know, some of the dynamics that she's talking about, um, I, I admit straight up, yes, I did, because I didn't have any I didn't have much guidance as to being a parent. And the things that I kept you from was out of love. Right. And I did not know at the time that it was going to damage our relationship. And I think a lot of mothers do things to protect their children and not realize in the process they are destroying the very thing they're trying to protect. Yeah. I agree. You know, and and if you're so busy, at least for me, I, I can only speak for myself. I was a single mom. I had my kids. I had his kids and I had our kids. And I was the only one bringing in the money, discipline, feeding, attending whatever I could, stretching myself. And I missed a lot, but I also gave a lot. And giving you what little my mother gave me, but the little that she gave me was now that she's 98 and I see her in a wheelchair. Right. I realized that she gave me something and Without knowing it, you have the same thing. The good and the bad. Of what my grandmother is. Yes. And it's sustainable. It might not be the, the best, but it will, it will keep you alive. It will keep a roof over your head. And you'll be able to have your children as safe as possible. It might not be pleasant all the time. But the things that she did give me, because she didn't have any examples. It was like, we can go back in my family, seven generations on my mother's side. My great, great grandmother was a slave here. Right. Born in Hurley, New York. So what I'm operating, I knew my great grandmother, not my great, great, her mother. Her name is Jenny Cantine. Mm -hmm. If you know anything about the area, Cantine the Cantine family were very wealthy. That's why you got Cantine Field out there, because they had a lot of property. And my great-grandmother, Jenny Cantine, was under them. And, and I get it. I, and I get it. And I'm just trying to chill because, and I hear what you're saying. Call me the devil's advocate. I'm trying to learn and progress. And I get it. Right. Like, especially African-Americans, especially women. Women, we came out of slavery. And then if you looked at it, we were... Uh, considered property economic means. Women were considered more valuable because they had babies. And yeah. so therefore their owner, not only do I have the mama, she works hard, but she has kids, right? Mm-hmm. So I see the economic economic side of it. And then you evo- we, we, we progress out of physical slavery, but then the mindset that women are strong women, you right. know, so we're instilling values in our kids. But in a sense, sometimes it's conflicting because we know operating in a bigger society, there's racism, there's discrimination. And so we operate, I think, African-American parents, we operate uh, like what our kids should do. 
how they should be. How and I, respectful we should be because yeah. it's yeah. different. We have to respect our parents differently and they want a certain type of respect. But if I don't give it the way she sees it, I get it. I'm not respectful. I get it. Ooh, I, and, <laughs> yeah, well, I, you know, wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Let, okay. me, let me get my turn. Let okay. me get my turn. And I agree with you. I have to own this because right. my sons have been helping me lately the way I've been brought up. Like I was just taught, well, you respect your mother. You know, I said this and I was coming out with my kids like that and it wasn't effective, right. you know, because they're mm-hmm. human beings too. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and what worked 30 years ago, you know, we had this thing, okay, I'm your mother. I, I birthed you. So of course a mother has a, a attachment with their son or daughter, especially daughters. Cause that's the most significant relationship. Mm-hmm. But yeah, because that baby is depending upon the mother for everything. And in this Western world perspective and the mindset we had, I had you, I brought you into the world. And then I had my son say, well, look, I didn't ask to be born. And when I think about that, that is true. I didn't, nobody asked to come on scene. Mm-hmm. And I, where I am now, I don't think just because a mother gave birth to a child gives them a right to dismiss that child, to think their word is law. And I'm learning this and I still have conflicts with my sons, but I'm right. open for it because I need to respect my son. Right. I need to listen to what he says too. Mm-hmm. It's not like you do this because I said it, but I think just that from generation to generation. It's been and that it, way. It creates all kinds of feelings in us right. and it causes right. problems. Right. So. Yeah, right. It does. Yeah. During the time that I was doing research, um, there was a movement in the white community where, you know, back in the 30s and 40s and some 50s where, you know, father was disciplinarian. You couldn't do certain things. Everything was X, Y and Z. And then some psychologists came along and said, no, a child should have more input and have more say and and you should reward them for their good behavior, not demand that they have good behavior because you said so. So I'm, what I'm saying is that even though we didn't realize that we were taking patterns because we had no other culture to say, this is how you nurture your daughter. This is how you do your son. So we kind of continued that same flow Absolutely. of parenting without knowing it. For me, um, I'm not, I wouldn't say I'm bicultural. My mother is African-American, my father's Caribbean from Barbados. So there's something in me that is still do it this way. No, it was always like that. I, it was always like that. I know, but I didn't know where it was coming from. But it's always like I that. I know, but I did not understand where it was coming from. I just flowed with it. And the rung of the ladder that I came on, that I was birthed into, it wasn't here. It wasn't up here. It was here. And all I saw was better yourself. Go higher. I feel like you, as your daughter, I don't think you let me better myself because you didn't want me to be like away from everything. Me being your only daughter, I have your grandkids. So it's like, I know you don't want to be around them, but I feel like you kind of enabled me to stay here instead of push me further to be a successful person. It was always, you can marry, I'm I'm raising you to marry a doctor, a lawyer, Indian chief, instead of let me, let my daughter, she could be a doctor, she could be a lawyer, she could do this, she can do that. You did the boys, but when it came to me, it was like you wanted to keep me close. That's all I knew. That's all I knew to do. Your grand, let me say something to you. Your grandmother was so oppressed by her mother, by her grandmother, by her uncles. She's a phenomenal woman. And she's lived 98 years to want to come out. But that's all she knew. No, but what I'm saying is that oppressiveness and, oh, you got to keep the girls closed, but the boys can run. That has been in many families. And that's why it's an issue for me, because I'm not like that. 
I don't want to be like that. And no, you try to raise that. me like that. Because and that's you try to me to raise please, my girls listen, like that. Please let her speak. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, I want my girls to be doctors or lawyers or Indian chief, whatever they want to do. Mm-hmm. There's no stigma about, I know because we have an age gap is different. You don't see what I see because I'm younger than you and you're much older than me. So you're only going to go by what you know as a mom. But it's like, Sometimes it's hard to talk to you because not now we've been through our own stuff and we kind of worked everything out. But before Mm -hmm. it was very hard for her to listen and hear that she's hurting me Mm. emotionally and like mentally because it's like I want to be more open with her because like I always hear I'm not your friend. I'm your mom. I'm not your friend. I'm not your friend. I'm not your friend. And then it, it gets to the point where I grow up and become an adult. And then now she wants to be my friend. So it's like, you got to like figure out the line of being a daughter or being a friend. Cause when my friends, I do, I talk to her crazy and she thinks that I'm being disrespectful, but it's like, that's how I talk to my friends. You know what I mean? I get it. So it's like, I'm guilty. I'm guilty there. And and so I just want to acknowledge me, Mm -hmm. everything you're saying, Mm -hmm. because I've heard before. And I think we can so we don't have to hash that out. It's like we we emulate what we grew up with. Right. We've seen our and that's our role model. And and so, you know, we extend we extend the compassion. And like I hear your mom saying, this is what I saw. This is how. I was raised and, mm-hmm. and granted that level, you know, she's giving you that insight to understand. Mm-hmm. And I don't think you want to hurt. I know I didn't want to hurt, but I can say me, I've done the same thing. Right. Like when I hear like how my sons talks and I'm like, you're not going to be talking to me like that. Right. And then they'll say, well, I'm a person. You can't be treating me like this. And then I had to think about this. Yeah. You know, just sit it, back and regroup. Yeah. And it hurt me when they told me that, mm-hmm. but it was truth. And I'm looking at how I'm dealing with them, but I'm looking at the dynamics of the relationship too. If I say I love my sons, mm-hmm. you know, and I want relationship with them and why aren't you telling me things, but you go tell other people's stuff. And then Ooh, when, when they're saying yeah. to me, well, mom, cause you don't listen. Cause you, don't listen to me, mom. And you're not emotionally supportive because I was so stuck in my rigid. And I'm not saying I'm all the way there, but I am open. I try, I goof, but I can say that I'm sorry. I can learn from my, my adult sons, you know? And so I think it's great that you all are working through it. And I appreciate you saying that, but I felt that. Yeah. Because it, it, as like growing up as a young girl, like she was working a lot. So it's like there was a lot of things that I really didn't know. And then having children at a young age, it was more stuff that I really didn't know. And it was kind of just like, give me, give me the baby. I'll do it myself instead of teaching me. Yeah. And like for a long time, I held a grudge against her because like I didn't know how to bathe my son like properly, like what you do with an actual baby. And for like 13 years, I held a grudge against her because I thought that moment that was a bonding moment for me and my son. And when I asked for help, she just did it herself. And then her, her I thought was an excuse was that's my first grandbaby. And, and I just wanted to bathe him because, you know, I just wanted to get to him. But for me, it was like you're overstepping the boundaries of a parent because I'm a parent now. Right. So now you not giving me the respect after I asked you for help. So it was like for a long time, me and her got into that because it was like, I feel like you're not treating me like an adult and I have this child and you just taken over. But that it was more of, I had to think about, okay, my mom's from a different like generation and a lot of young girls don't have babies out of wedlock. So it's like, if they do, the grandmother's always taking care mm-hmm. of them. So I was like that one I'm going to show her I'm going to take care of this right, baby by myself. Right. Oh, she was determined. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. But what was also operating in our relationship that I didn't even see was something that my grandmother did with my mother. It's been passed down. It's been our passed generational down. curse of my aunts, my grandmother's sisters. They ran off every they had sons. They ran off all the women and raised the kids. It was so. Oh, Wait, I didn't understand that. They, who ran off the the grandmothers? Okay, the mothers of the sons. Mm-hmm. Okay, ran off the 
wives and girlfriends who have had a baby and they took that child and they raised that child to the place where my cousins called their grandmother Ma. Mm. And, 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 that, and that happened in our family as well. Like, we're, we're, they're a family of all women. So it's like my mother was raised by her grandmother. Mm-hmm. My grandmother didn't get to, she was determined to make sure that she raised us because she didn't want that cycle, but she still did it when it came to me. She tried to raise my son, and I was like, no, nah, I'm not having that. Right. I'm going to do this. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to show you that I'm going to do it because I'm determined to break that She had that my cycle. determination in her, and I didn't recognize it. And, yeah. I, think, I, and think, I think that's great. I think that's great, Trayma. And I can see where, like you and your mom, I can see the love and, yeah. and all of that good stuff. And It's I can, always there. I, I, yeah. I can see the journey, but I feel you because yeah. I'm, I'm older than you. Me, me and my sister was having a conversation. We've been talking a lot lately about the same concept. Yeah. We've mm-hmm. been reflecting on our parent. And for me, like my mom's been dead 20-something years. Yeah. I didn't have my father unseen. My extended family, I love them. I don't really like them, to right. be honest. It right. was mm-hmm. like favoritism. It was like a lot of things that went on, oh. right? But when I look back at my mother, I said, oh, my mother didn't protect me. I was sexually abused starting at like four. Right. right. And then wow. my mother was financially and emotionally depending on, on a man who was abusive, you know, and in the house, you're seeing drinking like lots of stuff that was mm-hmm. going on. Yeah. But me and my sister, my sister were sharing things and we talked about it. And at first, like, I love my mom, but I was angry at her. I said, yeah. she didn't protect me. It's things she didn't teach me. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. I said, the time she should have been spending with me, she was doing something else. So, you know, I can relate to a mm-hmm. lot, but I just got to the point where at least I took the time to reflect and think on that. Yeah. And and I understand the history of, uh, of African-American women. And so I have the compassion for her. And I'm like, Okay, but what I love about us now, and and I, and I just appreciate you all listening and respecting. You're respecting your mother's point of view, and you're right. respecting her point. Because now, not just us, but it's so many African American women. Like the way we treat each other, yeah, mm-hmm. it's not cool. We hate on each other. Yeah, it's bad. We it's terrible. And, terrible. Yeah. We do underlying things to each other yeah. just because. Oh, she did that. I could do it better, but it, it's whack. It's whack. I feel like African-American people, brown people, any women in general, like we've been through so much as women. Like I've been through my own set of stuff that she tried to protect me from. And I've been through it. So it's like she she's been through husbands that have beat her and all that. And she didn't want that for me. But I I went through it because I had my own journey to go through. Right. Yeah. And so it's like. Women in general, we're always black women, African-American women. We're like beat down by men emotionally, mentally, physically. And then it's like we hate on each other. And that's whack. We should always try. But life tells us that we can't like each other. And I feel like growing up in a circle of like social media, I feel like we can't be friends. Black African-American women can't be friends because that's what social media or the outline of other things because we're angry and we're mad about stuff and all that. And it, it bothers me. And but, mental and, and, but you know what? Mental illnesses, I know there's a stigma about mental illnesses, people. And, mental health. Yeah, mental health. And really yeah. the whole world has mental health issues. Exactly. Because when, when you're around here watching somebody that get killed or get shot, you yeah. shot up five times and you trust the justice system, you mentally ill. So let's just put that out there. Everybody. That's true. Wait, 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 let me finish this because mm-hmm. I'll forget if I don't. So we're all mentally, we all got mental health issues and that's okay. Right. And there's help out here for us. But in particular, these groups that are having things a little bit rougher, people of color. And I say black people, African-American, whatever you want to call yourself. If you're black, you know what I'm talking about, right? Right. Yeah, right. We, we got some issues and let's try to understand where they coming from. But we already got oppressive groups that's coming at us. And for me to be hating on you, Alex said last week on the podcast, he says, how can we say that we're for the uplifting and helping each other down and then our actions 
due to the contrary. Yeah, that's so, what I said. I yeah, said right. we, we all right. can. Right. We all, oh, you chiming you in? Know, we all can be great. I can <laughs> yeah. have sympathy for you, but it's no excuse to the point where we know where we came from. You can't keep riding on that slavery mindset, okay? Because it's right. enough people talking about right. what it right. is. Right. So, like, my take is you have compassion. Like, I love you. I love you. We have the hard conversations. Mm-hmm. I ain't going to, yeah. if I'm hating on you, it boils down to my sense of self. That's what it comes down to. But I, me, I'll take the time to see where I came from and I'll be truthful to myself. What's really going on? To thine own and, self and why be am I, true. Why am right. I really talking about you? Am I threatened by you? Mm-hmm. You know, why mm-hmm. do I feel this way about you? Yeah. I wish that we would do that. Yeah. And like have real then conversations. It needs yeah. to be more conversations, right. communication between, amongst women because we're all hurting inside. We're all that little girl deep down inside. I've right. been that way yeah. dealing with her and crying. Like, I don't understand why she doesn't hear me when I'm trying to talk to her. Does she hear you now? She hears me now. Because now she epiphany. got no choice. No, no, <laughs> now she no, got no, no choice. Because no, no, you know I'll tell her how it is. And she gets mad and she'll walk away and then call me the next day and be like, oh, God told me that. <laughs> God well, told well, me no, but you see, here's the thing. Here's the thing. And this is the foundation <laughs> of the new relationship between my daughter and I. What was it? Three years ago that I figured out that I was mo- that I mothered her under a cloud. No, this was like last year. No, it wasn't last year. It wasn't no three years ago, mom. Well, it was this two, was at least two years. No, this was like last year. Early part of last year. It seemed like, like it's almost two years. It wasn't two years, mom. Come on. Oh, I know you were anyway, No. Well, well, all I know is that she said something to me and I said something back to her. We was arguing over it was over me, my parenting and her parenting. And we got into a big blowout. I kicked her out the house out of my apartment because she thought she was going to stay and still argue with me. And mm. then I said, I nicely told her she had to leave. Right. And she left. But then we had a conversation over the phone. And because she didn't like the way I did certain things when my son was born. Right. She didn't agree with it. So we got into it and I said, you took away I, I what I felt like she took away that moment that I had with my son. And she was like, no, you really want to hear the story. You took it away from yourself when he got circumcised because I asked her to be there for me. And, and, and she was just like, oh, he was crying and whining and this and that. And he got circumcised. But who was there? I was. So... I didn't know that she thought that I was like my decision making in that moment wasn't the right one. And she took it that way. So we got into a big blowout about it. I didn't talk to her for like almost two weeks, three weeks, a month or something like Mm -hmm. that. We finally got on the phone. She said, "Mm -hmm." (laughs) yeah, she was hot. I was hot. She was more mad that I kicked her out my apartment. (laughs) Well, no. See, what had happened was. She was mad now, that I now. kicked her out the apartment, but no, I did yeah. it in such a smooth way yeah, that she couldn't be that now. mad. You can leave, I was like, said. you can leave now. Yeah. And but, she was she, she wanted to say, you know what she was almost this is my house. She almost said that. And then she realized, realized that was. she was in my apartment. <laughs> you know what? I even, hey, kudos to you. I got to give kudos to you because I know that was hard for your daughter to put you out. But if you in her house, this is, this she the queen of the house. So yeah. I appreciate she that. She had to respect me at that moment. She realized I, that you know, I, I did. was an adult. I did. I did. But see, what she fails to realize, in my mind, this is a young woman who never even babysat. She never even held a baby. But he's 13 now. No, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. <laughs> hey. He never even, she never even held a baby before she had her child. So I'm saying to myself, I don't want to take this baby away from her. That's not, but I wanted to help her with the mothering as she went along. Groomer. Well, no, she took over. That was no, the problem. No, in her mind, she took over. No, in her mind, I was taking over. You know but you I, took no, over, no, Mom. No, in your mind, I was taking over. But in my mind, I had asked you three times when that baby came home, bathe the baby. Oh, he's all right. They said it could be two weeks or three weeks. That's what the nurse said. I said, bathe the baby. Yeah, but the bathe, circumstances bathe. of the situation, when I asked you to wait for me... I couldn't stand it. She, she I couldn't just take went it. and did, I did it. I just, she went to the store. 
I'm gonna tell you just how I did it. I went to go get diapers for him. I w- diapers. she went to the store, and he was the cutest still. Well, anyway, and I said, "Oh, she's gone. You need a bath, baby. I know you need a bath." So I proceeded to just sponge him off in a little little plastic tub, and just as I was patting him dry, who comes in and sees me? Well, you thought it was World War Four going on. I wasn't trying to take it from her. I kept asking her gently, Trima, when are you going to bathe the baby? Oh, I'll yeah, do but it. The, okay, when the circumstances of that situation, I wasn't even living at home and couldn't really but bathe him. Back, and I you asked okay. you to wait for me. I'm like, okay, I don't want to hurt his neck. He's a brand new baby. I don't want to like accidentally drop I him. I'm <laughs> like, asking you, I like, asking you to bathe him. But, you know but what? I also asked for help. And, and that was the first and last time I asked her for help when it came down to my kids, because I felt like when I asked for help, she doesn't show me. She wasn't like in the mode of showing me because she felt like I was already an adult now. Now, it was more of like I'm asking for help because I sincerely wanted to learn right. how to do it myself. Mm. And it's like she was. Like, oh, let me just do it. I, and I find myself, I do that with my own kids to the point where it's like, I have to let them be children and let them learn how to do things and not just get out the way, let me do it. That was a learned behavior from my mom. Yeah, and, and, I, and I hear you because, and I hear you, I'm just so excited that you're even open for this conversation. Like, I got to give it to her because she's yeah. acknowledging a lot of stuff and a lot of parents right now. That's more than a lot of parents th- do. Yeah, they won't do it. Absolutely. Like, you, yeah. you take average parents, like, I got relatives my age younger than me and their mind is so shut. And the, and the fact of the matter is when it comes to a mama and her daughter or any relation, but especially a mother and daughter, it goes through changes, you know, just like when, yeah. you, when they're a baby, you're dependent. And when they become mm-hmm. a young adolescence, their mm-hmm. needs change. And, and I think we're learning now we have to respond appropriately. But that communication thing, the words that we use, that's what we need to use to work through the challenges. Right. Like, yeah, it wasn't always you. words, though. <laughs> you, you. No, and we and see, I grew up with my mother and my grandmother. That was it. So there was no then, uncles, no brothers, no cousins. Mm-hmm. It was just these two women. And to be honest with you, I know this might sound a little crazy, but they stayed frustrated all the time and they battled with each other constantly. Yeah. And I was this bubbly little girl that was talented and wanted to do things. And it was like, going to, oh, that's nice. Go sit down somewhere. Mm. It was be seen and not heard. And not heard. And she but, tried to make me like that. No, and- no, I didn't try to make you like that. What I was trying to do, anytime you express something that you wanted, I wasn't going to let you hang out with just anybody. We lived in a white community. So I had to protect my daughter. And I would do it again differently, but I'd still have the same strength about having you be more aware of certain things and protecting you. But I would not change that. I would change how I did it because there were many situations that she is so full of love and so full of trust and so caring and so innocent. You know what I'm saying? You know, I'm really not that innocent though. And and for a girl though, for a girl, it, it can, you know, and so it was like, this is my princess. I can't have, you know, this, this, and this. But I grew up with six brothers. I don't care. So she didn't realize that if, if, if uh, Scram Jones was gonna come up Scram and Jones. and and because uh, <laughs> that that's what she, she that's what, what? she says. Like she thinks that I <laughs> wasn't this tough. Now. She just saw the outside that I'm her little girl, right. but in inside. I'll fight a grown man. I don't right. care because that's how my brothers raised me while right. she was at work. Right. They raised me to beat up people. I was just more on the softer side because I really didn't, I didn't like, I don't like using my fist or anything right. like that. But you'll go but to work if you have I, to. If I got to go to work. You better know, I, girl. Oh, I'll down what, somebody's oh. door. I didn't find, it, didn't I didn't that. find like, this out about my child. 
my little princess until, until later, later on. Like after my first, div- my only divorce that I've ever had. But, but There's no, stuff I had, that I'm telling her about. I had no clue. That's like Courtney. I had no clue <laughs> because she was my princess, period. I had tunnel vision. I got to jump in and I got to do this because I've been learning. And I'm going to really go hard with you since you're spiritual and you believe in God and Christ, mm-hmm. right? The, mm-hmm. uh, the earth is the Lord's in the fullness thereof. Of course. So I hear you saying she's oh, yeah. my child, my child. My kids had to tell me that they're not property. I'm We're not, stewards. Yeah. We're stewards. <laughs> oh, I know that. No, 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 no. no, no. Wait a minute. Wait, yeah, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Let me put some Gina in it, okay? Hey. So what I'm saying is your daughter, I get it. You gave birth. You're spiritual. You believe in the con- You're a steward over her. You gave her life, but she's not property. My guys had to tell me this. No. They're not property for you to say she's my baby. She's. I get the attachment, but at what point she's her own woman. It's like my guys are their own men, and I get right. it because I struggle with it too. And they have to tell me, Mom, we ain't none of your property. And you know, I have a hard uh, time too, yeah. but we should be there. She's a young, beautiful woman, just like you are and was at our age. And at some point, you know, you got to when you got ready to do your thing and have babies and step out, I'm sure your mama might have been telling you stuff, but you was doing things like you wanted to do. And the bottom line, you was. Whether she gave you the room to do it, I don't know if you resented your mom. I'm just saying I we did. all... I did. We, I did. I we did. all get at a point where they people just want to be themselves. And that dynamic, like right. I say, in this Western world, the way it's promoted... Uh, we're an individualistic society, right? right. And mm-hmm. I know African-Americans, they're about the culture. So there's a conflict right here because in the world we live, it's competitive, be independent and all of this good right, stuff, but right. coming from family where we're from. So how do you maneuver? How do you how do you navigate through those two dynamics? Trust and communication. Absolutely. Yeah. Because yeah. there was a time that I didn't trust my mother right. to tell her anything. Mm-hmm. And she'd mm-hmm. be like, why you don't tell me? And I'm like, because I don't <laughs> trust you. Like, I can't Why trust you, know, you, to, you know, to, to tell you, know, you something I that I feel that right. is like yeah. important to me or oh. something that hurt me. And we went through that word. She's you don't tell me anything because I can't I can't talk to you. Yeah. yeah. And and two things I want to just double back a little bit. Well, sure. I used to say to her, I'm your mother. I'm not your friend. The women that I in the community that I saw the white women, and I have to bring this to this point, they were always letting this, oh, I want to be my, I'm my daughter's best friend and this and that and this and that. And I said, well, how can you be a 14-year-old's best friend and be her mother at the same time? And it just I seemed, feel like that's your just generational. It could have been. It could have been. Because it could have been. It could have been. But what I was saying to you is that I'm I'm your parent, not your friend, but I'm a friendly parent. I didn't want to come off stoic like my mother did, but I did wanna let her know I'm your mother no matter what. But what does that is? What I'm saying is, and I get it, not not what does that mean though? I'm your mother. It okay. No, 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 wait, 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 wait a minute. Because <laughs> you know, I, I get it. I'm hearing the dynamics and stuff like that. And I'm so grateful that you guys are working through it. But I guess out of all of this, like, okay, we're acknowledging we're damaged people, right? Mm-hmm. Because of our history. Right. Right. So naturally we have mental health issues, right? You made that. Mm-hmm. And we should reach out for help. And we should. There's the issue, or do I go to a white person, a black person? There's benefits on oh, both of them. Uh, yeah. But what yeah. I'm saying is for us as beautiful black women, like what do we say to maybe the black women and young girls that's listening to us? You know, what 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 is it we want to give them out of sharing yeah. what we're yeah. sharing? Don't be afraid to talk to your parents. Right. If you feel like you don't have the trust, then build the trust with them. Because that was my biggest thing. I didn't trust her. So it was like I just shut down for certain things. As growing up as a kid, I shut down a lot of stuff. Did she, you ever try to talk to her, though, when you were younger? We used to communicate. And then it was like my brother died. And that was my best friend. So it was like he wasn't my dad. He wasn't my mom. Understood. He was my my best friend. So yeah. I, we, I would talk to him and he would tell me things. Understood. So when he died, it was like a lot of it went with him. 
Because he was that was he, he was, was that, the person he was that, my yeah. middle person yeah. between him and and my mom. Mm-hmm. Understood. So mm-hmm. it's like I confided in my aunt a lot. So I found someone that I could talk to, and she'd be like, "Oh, you always talk to your aunt. You never talk to me because she doesn't judge me. She doesn't say, oh, I shouldn't be doing this.' And and that's where it came from. But at the end of the day, she always told me, "Your mother is your mother, so you can talk to her." But it's going to take some time. Right. And she always told me, because she's like, I'm not your mom. Right. So I'm going to listen, but I'm not your mom. Right. So it's like, you should. And and her mother had passed away. Right. So it was mm-hmm. like, she always wanted to have a daughter. But at the end of the day, she always told me, respect your mom and, you know, talk to your mom. It, it wasn't my fault that she wasn't listening. Yeah, I was going to say, I was, no, I was gonna <laughs> say that's important. It, it's, it, important. it's hard to talk to somebody yeah. and you and you want, and like I value her opinions and everything, but sometimes I'm like, my, you can't always give me an opinion. Sometimes I just want to vent. Right, yeah. just listen. And just yeah. talk. And just talk, she, yeah. To the point where like, you don't say nothing at all, mom. Just don't say anything. Right, <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I'm guilty. Guilty is charged. Um, <laughs> you know what, you're... And you're you're a mom, and like you say, the African American because there's some elements of just African American mothers and daughters. Like we go through our ups and downs, but we love our kids. Ain't nothing we wouldn't do for them. Right. You know, right. we've learned. It's kind of hard to unlearn some things and right. unlearn and reprogram. Mm-hmm. So I gotta commend you and everybody that's listening. You know, it. The good thing about it is once you know to do better, you do better. Right. So I feel so good. Yeah. Like, She's and, trying. And I'm so yeah. happy. Yeah, I'm just so happy. Well, I, I, you thank you. I, I realized a little bit ago that two things. One, I was mothering. Yeah, because it was just recently. Yeah. Um, well, you know, it happened when it happened. The light went on, the light right. went on. Right. That's, that's what As long is. as it goes on. It that's went right. on. Exactly. It went right. on. And we've been having a wonderful relationship ever since. Yeah. I realized that I was trying to be a better mother than my mother was to me. Yeah. And you yeah. get lost in that. She got so lost that she lost who I was as right. her daughter. And I got so lost trying to be a better mother than my mother was until I wasn't even mothering my daughter right. from my own person, my own self. And my th- motto to thy own self be true, I looked in the mirror, I said, what are you doing? There's times that I want to say no. There's times that I don't want to go. There's times that, look, I don't want to be bothered with you. Right. I would never do none of that any of that because I got that from my mother all the time. I became super mom. Right. I even she went to college. She became helicopter mom. That's what she became. Yeah. I even went to, no. Wait a minute. Helicopter mom. Yes. Let's call my brother right now. Don't tell her she is a helicopter mom. Wait a minute. Listen, let me tell you something. I realized that I wasn't even mothering my children from my own heart. I was mothering my children mm, to offset what my mother didn't do for me. And I said, I want to, the rest of my life, be able to mother my daughter from my heart. Right. And that's what we're doing. And that is wow. what you, you know what? Can I hold your hand? Yeah. I just need to touch you for a minute. And I feel you. My emotion ain't shown, but I get it. Because really, to be the mother that we're supposed to be, like the love of mo- the the love of a mother is herself, right. and that sounds crazy. But when you know, you really can't give. You really can't give of yourself if you don't know who you are. Exactly, and, and that's process. And so many of us, not just you, my beautiful mama, not just you. A lot of us have been broken. We've had things happen. Mm-hmm. You know. Unfortunately, you have to live a little bit to get experience and yeah. make mistakes and stuff. And, right. and and we hurt our, we hurt our kids. I've hurt my kids too. Oh, but yeah. just to hear you say you gave what you was given, right? And so yeah. now you get it. And you and you know this lady on the inside. Oh. And it's a beautiful thing it, that it you guys is, doing what is. you got to do. Look how fine it your is. mom is. <laughs> she's fine, is. she over here. I, I mean, she's available too, you know. Thank you so it much is. for um Sharing that with us. Can I have one of your tissues? Oh, you didn't want that. She didn't want that. She said she was a That's all right. That's all right. Because you know what? I say to anybody listening, especially if you're over maybe 55 and you've got kids and you don't, you're not really that close to your daughter like you should, stop. Just stop. 
stop it. You don't always have to be right. You don't always have to have the answer. You don't always always have to be on center stage when it comes down to your daughter. Go ahead, boy. Do that wrong. But you know, you know what what put a cold stop on me? I said, if I don't stop this and start mothering my daughter from my heart, I'm gonna lose her. And that would have broken my heart yeah. and killed mine. It, it would have taken something and and broken me. Worse than any man could have hurt my heart right. was to lose her. Yeah. Ladies, you wanna know something? You know, you wanna know something that I learned through 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 living and my own personal experiences with my mother. Uh-oh, brace yourself, Effie. No, no, it's not bad. It's not bad. <laughs> she said, Effie. You remember that? Uh, Lay off, Effie. <laughs> what was that movie with Robin, Robin Williams? Um, um, uh, Miss Doubtfire. Miss Doubtfire. Yeah. Right. Brace yourself, Effie. Yeah. yeah. No, no, the one thing I'm learning, though, is because my mom used to say the same thing. I'm not your friend. I'm your mom. Right? Yeah. But I'm really learning that as a mother, you have to be your kid's friend. You There's have boundaries. to. Right. Boundaries. Right. But you have to be your kids. Yeah. Friend. Yeah. Your, because your kids have to be able if to they trust can't you. be your. Yeah. Friend. yeah. Like if you can't be my friend. Show them what a friend is. Yeah. yeah. You right. got to show them the Agreed. right friends. Absolutely. Because then I, like I, I caught myself, though, telling Josiah, like, I'm not your little friend. Then I was like, oh, wait, hold on. Let me scratch that. <laughs> Remix. I'm like, oh, we friends. But, but there's like, a line yeah, that you just don't cross. Don't be I'm still your mom. Like, like right, yeah, you're right. not going to talk to me crazy. Right. And then he like saw like how some of his friends be like cursing his. his <laughs> Have mercy. Right. Listen, you, the you, first time I ever cursed at my mother, she snatched me up. Mm, and I was like four and a half months pregnant. Oh. She snatched me up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm telling it all. Listen, we want it raw. She said we talking real, real raw. No, it was like the Bart Simpson. She just no, 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 you know what? I, I, I get it. Wait, wait, wait. I'm gonna tell you what happened real quickly because I know we're we're punch for time. What? I used to work <laughs> with the girls at Mother Cabrini. I was one of the. Mm-hmm. Okay, I, I know, know Mother Cabrini. Okay, and so they taught us how to take down a a a young child that was wilding out. Mm-hmm. There's certain things you do. I was wilding out. Okay. Yeah, so I, 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 they told you how to take down pregnant women. Wait, listen. <laughs> <laughs> that was Jesus <laughs> that helped me there. That was Jesus that helped me there. But what happened was she. I get that fast. And she. No, because we got into an argument over a boyfriend that I had. She didn't like him. I was trying to go hang out with him, listen. and I'm like, you know, I'm grown. I'm pregnant. I have my son already. Ooh, child. I She's... used her house phone because I didn't have a cell nah, phone I see at why the she time. I see why she yoked you up. But I wasn't talking to her, though. I was literally like... She was carrying on, and I said... I was like, somebody come get me, because she won't let me... I called her the bitch. I called her a bitch. I'll never call that ever again. (coughs) And before I even hung up the phone, she had already had my neck... And my little brother had to save me. I so think he, you had that coming, Trey, because yeah. we, now I gotta say, we do it different. We're all people, but I hear a lot of non uh, color. Like I grew up with some, uh, my, my friends in the project, they were pretty yeah. looking at what, they'd be like, fuck you, man. This is how they talk to yeah. their mother and their grandmother. Yeah. And it was okay. They cursed at each other all the oh. time. And if that's what the rules they had in place, then that's their business. That's them. But yeah. like, their business. In, in our families, yeah, how do you like, expect, how do you expect your kid to respect you, man? Yeah, like, you can't. Yeah, well, so, I sure enough never called her that again. Yeah, no, I think for in black culture, you cross the line. But what happened? I did. But I when did. she crossed the line, and I she said, me I crossed the line. y'all, she y'all said, gonna bleep that out. She said she crossed the line. She said she crossed the line, and I crossed the line back. Listen, let me tell you something. I had you. She those ran from techniques. the limit. She 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 ran. I had never seen her run before either. She you ran were, to choke oh, me out. Oh my god. <laughs> Listen, she getting all into Right, she, she had a flashback. She, she, she had a whole no, flashback. Don't try to reenact it. No, I'm not trying to reenact anything. What I'm trying to say is that as human beings, what we're taught, what we let go and go, we, we're computers. And if the program is not called for, it won't surface. Mm-hmm. When she did that, 
She and thought I was a, a it somebody was like, from the street. It was one of those girls from Mother Cabrini that and called me out my right, name, right. and I write, went right into mode, and I ripped right. her around. And you did that restraint. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then I, Mom, then I relax. No, no. I, listen, I was told I could be myself. Don't get me started now. Y'all, ask me on here, so I'm gonna be myself. I'm so glad you're here. <laughs> I really am. Listen, I was 19 when that happened, y'all. I survived. Listen. So. God knew what he... I was in a four-day revival. What? No, he wasn't. Yeah, but before, was when you revival. got to tell me... When I you, always do it when she has a revival. I even told... when Oh, man. When I told her that I was pregnant, she came back from a three-day revival. Oh, no. That's a perfect time. That's a perfect time. I was way, oh, yeah. way, 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 way up there. Did she bring your dad? Did she bring you down? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> Let me show you what she did. I have to reenact this. She turned around. She said, I'm in my bedroom getting ready to sit down on my bed. She said, Mommy, I got something to tell you. And I said, oh. I knew she was at the my, 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 my behind was like levitated about that much off the bed before oh I said man. I could sit all the way down. I said, oh, oh I goodness. don't like the way she's saying and this. That. Oh, <laughs> Lord, not my child. Not she didn't me. even know what I was going to tell her yet. Yes, I did. You yes, did know? Yes, I did. I did. I said, I know she ain't going to tell me that she's pregnant. Because everywhere she went with the boyfriend, I sent my younger son. Yeah, but you, did you ever have conversations about her she and her had boyfriend? The, no, she had the conversations way too late after I already was right. starting. Right. I didn't know. She didn't know that and, in the generation okay. that I was in, we had already started in school. Yeah, they be getting so it. Ain't she ain't she, 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 she didn't know. No, I already Trina. know about no. everything. Ain't it, bad, <laughs> ain't it bad when they know what you're about to say? Like, you, you're like, yeah, I got something bad. to tell you. Don't tell me you're pregnant. Damn. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, didn't even say, say that. I didn't say that. Smile just levitated over my bed a little bit <laughs> before I could sit down all the way. You know what? And um, for the sake of time, and we probably need to have another conversation maybe next time because we just kind of scratched the surface. But I just want to know, um, like, I'm really so happy, like the two of you here. My mother's been gone. Yeah. And uh, she never taught me things. It's a lot. I had to kind of wear it and figure it out on my mm -hmm. own and I went mm -hmm. through anger and stuff like that yeah. I never got the ch chance to do what you two did and oh, so yeah. I'm, I'm really happy that you're doing this mm -hmm. and um I just think it's a beautiful thing and and uh yeah so um don't cry now. I don't know I'm not gonna cry but it's okay I got my I tissue I didn't ask I didn't <laughs> ask Mary and I didn't ask Ty to chime in they don't have to but I just know the mother-daughter relationship is it's like, it's the most significant. It sets the it stage is. for a woman's development yes. and how she's going to have relations with men and women. Yes. I would even go as far as to say the mother-daughter relationship sets the present for society. Yeah, when you think of on that level, really yeah. stop and think about yeah. it. Yeah, absolutely. Because the mother is the one she's bringing forth the daughters, she's bringing forth the sons, absolutely. and if she is out in left field someplace. Everybody yeah. else is going to be out there, too. Mm. You guys got anything you want to add? We, we're going to wrap it, and I think we're going to continue this. R.I.P. Uh, to the dead homies. No, I'm playing. I'm we're gonna, I think we're going to keep this going. I'm going to reach out to a couple of my friends, and they, like, license uh, psychologists and all, the, <laughs> and all that stuff. They get, yeah. you know, but just yeah. to, um, because, yeah. like, a lot of uh, women and African-American, they don't want to go to therapy. And they don't. We're, we're, no. we're terrified. We, we, so we'll bring it here. So we, we'll bring we it here. Yeah. the therapy. Because yeah. we've well, got three different to. generations here. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm, I don't mind speaking for people that was born in the 40s, late 40s right. and 50s. Our mindset was different because segregation was just going out the door. Integration was coming in. Parents were running to be able to get community, not community, um, equal opportunity, you know, Civil affirmative action. Yeah, absolutely. You know, doors were open for us at that time that had never been open before. Right. So we parents were playing catch up. Right. But the one thing that they forgot was home. Was home. Yeah. And was you know, home. And they they meant well. They meant well. They did. They because did. they were able now for community, you know, affirmative action and equal rights and all that stuff. They could get their children more things. 
but they took them away from the but families. But they didn't know. But they didn't know. They didn't know. That's something know. that they didn't know. But didn't then you know. got me, and I'm going to tell you. There you go. Because, there you have it. And that's what I want everyone to get out of it. Like, tell your parents if they're still alive, your mothers, daughters and mothers, tell your mother how you feel because it will go on forever. And then you'll be yeah. doing the same thing that your right. mother did to you. Right. To I love you too. Your daughter. Mm-hmm. And, and, and you don't want the cycle to keep going. Right. I, I told myself, I'm not going to let the cycle keep going with my two daughters. Right. And, and they, they just don't leave me alone, but. Okay. We got to, okay. <laughs> we got to wrap guys. We got to wrap up one little thing. If there's anybody out there who's a mother, it is not a cardinal sin, terrible thing to do. Apologize. Absolutely. Amen. Apologize. Be woman enough to apologize. If your adult daughter is coming to you or your adult child is coming to you, say, you hurt me, you missed it, you didn't listen to me, you did this, you did that, out of love that you did it, apologize. And that's deep. And I'm going to wrap by saying, because three things that... Terry was talking about when she was talking about African-American women and their daughters, basically uh, to wrap up a lot of things when we don't parent so well, it's because we didn't know. We wasn't equipped. We didn't have the tools. So, you know, just remember, remember your youth growing up. Just you need to remember things to really understand them. Try to be forgiving, realizing that your mom may have done the best she could have done. And I'm not going to say forget what happened, you got to remember so you can make sure you don't repeat the same mistakes. Right. But forget in the sense of thinking, my mother did this and my mother did right. that. You yeah. know, right. Forget that thought process. And, right. and to all the ladies and, and whatever, I always say in the, when it's with the self. We are in self, not isolated. We're in self in relation to other people. Right. Yes. And that's how we go inside and get in touch with us, but let's take care of our emotional well-being. Mm-hmm. Let's use our word and communicate. Let's right. be very honest with ourselves. Let's do better and move forward. Mm-hmm. Let's be better mothers to yes. our daughters. Yeah. Let's listen to our kids. Yes. Yeah. You know, let's not be stuck in I'm the mother. Let's have good relationships. Right. Yeah. Because that's what it's going to take. And see, those good relationships. No, I get the last word. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. No, no, no. no, no, no but but I wasn't trying to know. This is what I mean. She just messed up my beautiful. She just messed up the ending, right? That was the end of the movie. Okay, so go ahead and go ahead. Go ahead. Because I'm playing. I'm playing. Oh, wait, wait. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Now you're good. No, we're perfectly incomplete. Go it's ahead, cool. Go ahead, baby. Go ahead. Right, what I was going to say is that <laughs> in doing what you just said, friendship comes. Absolutely. That's all I was going to say. And even if it ain't friendship, even if I don't agree with you, at least if I take the time to listen to you right. and hear you out and step out of my... Even if, if I say I don't like her values... Okay, that's cool. Then I won't move in your circle. But at least I respect you enough mm-hmm. to say I don't have to agree. If we do that, we can be civil. Right. Absolutely. Right. You know? Exactly. But, yeah. That's it, Mom. Yeah. That's All it. right, Alex, you got anything? <laughs> uh, love, peace, chicken grease. We out. All right, wait, you got anything? Meryl ain't got nothing. Well, we appreciate y'all. Yeah. We're still perfecting our incompleteness. And yes. we appreciate y'all being uh, here with us. And we're not perfect and... And but we're trying to do this thing because we really care, yeah. and it's about becoming a better a, self. It is. It's yeah. perfecting our incompleteness, yeah. and mm-hmm. it got to start with us. We can't fix exactly. the whole world, right. but we start right here. So love yourself. Talk to each other. Use your words. Yep. Forgive Sisters, your parents. Stop too. tearing yeah. each other down. We all can be great. We're on the same exactly. Team, We're on the same yeah. team. Yeah. We love y'all. God bless. God bless. All right. Thank you for having me. Always oh, my pleasure. <laughs> okay. Seemed like it was so short, huh? It was. It seemed like it was short. I wanted to see you cry. Okay, so we're gonna cut it. We're gonna do all over again. I didn't like that take. We're gonna. No, he's no, joking. I'm joking. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Alex. Uh, it's seven thirty. So, uh,